This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. Still more rumor than fact when it comes to the uh, disappearance and apparent murder of uh, Saudi Arabia's Jamal Khashoggi, uh, op-ed writer for the Washington Post, but with deep ties to the Saudi government that go back, well, generations. I mean, his uncle was Adnan Khashoggi, the shady arms dealer from 80s lore, Iran-Contra. President Trump yesterday saying that, um, yeah, I mean, this is where it looks like it's going, but uh, as the Secretary of State said, Pompeo, couple more days for the Saudis to wrap up their investigation and present some heads for consideration. Looks that way that he was murdered. We're waiting for some investigations and waiting for the results and we'll have them very soon and I think uh, we'll be making a statement, a very strong statement, but we're waiting for the results of about uh, three different investigations that we should be able to get to the bottom fairly soon. And then the consequences. So well, it'll have to be very severe. I mean, it's, it's bad, bad stuff. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Okay? Thank you. So, I mean, it's really just a restatement of the position the president has taken since his sit-down with Leslie Stahl over the weekend for 60 Minutes, which is, uh, get the facts. Now he's saying it appears that he was murdered. Yeah, okay. waiting for a couple investigations to be completed. And if the facts bear out what the rumors suggest, then there'll be severe consequences. And they need to find the body. I mean, right now they're checking the Turkish countryside. One theory is that he was dismembered there and his body parts were taken to different parts of the country. Yeah. Well, that may never be found. But uh, there and, you know, and also these alleged tapes of his torture and execution. Yeah, ABC News is saying that Pompeo heard the recordings and Pompeo is coming out saying, I did not hear of any such recordings and they should retract that article. For more on this topic and others, we're pleased to be joined again by Brett Baer, Fox News anchor, special report, weekdays 5 p.m. Chicago time, the author of the book Three Days in Moscow, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of the Soviet Empire. Brett, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Good morning. Morning. And so... um, uh, what are, from your understanding, some of the options that uh, the Trump administration may be game planning or considering pending the conclusion of these investigations if they if they conclude what everybody suspects to be true? Yeah, I think that there are a couple options. Um, you know, the weapons sales and uh, halting that sanctions um, and possibly not dealing with MBS, uh, the crown prince, directly. But just to rewind, you know, that story that you just talked about, the ABC story, Mm -hmm. flat out says that the Secretary of State heard the audio tapes of the killing and saw a transcript of them. Right. The Secretary of State is adamantly saying this morning that he did not. The ABC report cites Turkish officials. Well, there's all kinds of stories that we've seen over the past few days that have been cited by Turkish officials. And frankly, they don't have a great track record when it comes to um, accuracy in their news media or their um, 
the storytelling from official. Well, yeah. yeah. And then CNN painted this gruesome picture that they were listening to music. They put their headphones on while they dismembered well, it. May him. all be true. It may be true. But I'm just saying, if there's an example of the Secretary of State definitively saying, yeah, "No, I did not." Right. It's going to be pretty easy to say to prove him wrong if if that's the case. But we haven't seen the tape, or we haven't seen the evidence. Yeah, and I mean, and to your point, you know, Turkish officials—that's that could—that's a broad category, and who knows how broad it is. And we're talking about Turkish officials of from the Erdogan government, not exactly a government that inspires a lot of confidence. If you believe in things like a free society, a due process, and you know, general integrity. Yeah, they again—they don't have a great track record, not only in human rights, but in telling stories accurately. Yeah. Um, so, so again, just in terms of the positive, so Trump, uh, I think it's, it, I'm sorry, sanctions is probably the most sanctions is probably the most, it'll be Congress, um, you know, looking at the Magnitsky act, it'll be, yeah, yeah. uh, I think that's where it'll generate from. But, uh, remember, I mean, it's three dimensional chess here. You move one piece in that region and three other pieces move and, uh, you know, Saudi has played in this new administration a crucial role in countering Iran and their hegemony in the region. Well, right, which is why, actually, I give credit to Trump and his team for being measured in a way that a president should be, whereas uh, I think less credit is owed Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio, who jumped at the chance to make news on this issue. But uh, Rubio, you know, calling for the arms deal to be spiked almost immediately— Lindsey Graham suggesting MBS has to go. I mean, what, we're going to engage in regime change in Saudi Arabia? Come on. Yeah. That doesn't usually work well when lawmakers are calling for regime change of a, you know, an authoritarian government. Uh, they don't usually um, take the advice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wanted to get uh, your take, too, on um, the uh, caravan of uh, Honduran migrants uh, moving their way through Guatemala into Mexico, uh, ostensibly to the United States. And uh, this sort of, I mean, just politically speaking, perhaps couldn't have happened at a better time for Trump and Republicans because it puts immigration and border security back front and center. And he made that a front and center piece of his uh, uh, rally talk in Missoula, Montana last night. Yeah, I mean, it's an issue that's a sweet spot for the president. Um, it's, you know, it does happen. These caravans happen. Uh, the, the tough part is that our laws, the way they're set up, when it comes to Central Americans, is that we are we are built to accept them, as opposed to, to Mexican uh, immigrants where we can turn them around, we can, you know, turn them around to their country. The Central Americans and the families have to be absorbed. Almost uh, 90% of them end up staying because of the way our laws are structured. Uh, so it's, and obviously they know that. So they come, they declare asylum on the border, and then it's a year-long process. Uh, and it ends up that most of them stay. Yeah, do any of them show up for their court hearings, or do most of them just get in the country and then just no. stay here? And then they assimilate. They, they kind of just uh, get into the country that way. And, and now they know the process. So last night I had the Mexican ambassador uh, to the U.S. on the show, and um, Mexico, he says, is stepping up and will prevent this caravan from getting to the U.S. border. 
by granting them, if they ask for asylum, granting them asylum in Mexico mm -hmm. and not in the U.S. Right, and this is it was an interesting uh, uh, gesture, I guess, by the Mexican government, a, a, a new uh, special relationship between uh, the Mexican government and Trump after they inked that trade deal. Yeah, and I think that that's the key thing. You know, they saw that this administration was playing hardball. They moved the, they moved the ball on the NAFTA deal, which is now called the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. And, uh, Usmaka. And now I think they're—yeah, yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. Uh, but now they're helping on this. And I'd, I'd be surprised if that caravan makes it. But it is a political issue that, that Trump is— um, happy with and again if the families do make it to the border will children be separated from their parents well a lot of these children come without their parents um but that's the question you know is, is zero tolerance going to go back into effect he, uh, the president was asked by leslie stall about that and he kind of he, he didn't fully answer uh, mm -hmm. but i know it's being considered i uh, wanted to get your take on the midterms too um Carl Rove had a piece in the Wall Street Journal earlier this week uh, talking about the GOP's October comeback. Uh, he said it's not just about Kavanaugh. The GOP position has improved as Republican voters are naturally rallying to their party. And it's it's really sort of a mixed bag if you're looking at the numbers and the head to head in um, competitive races. Uh, but even Larry Sabato has said so far um, he, the, the Democrats are closing in on 23 to take the House, but they're not there yet. So this is not a fait accompli. And I wonder kind of what you're hearing from Republicans on the Hill about their optimism for November 6th. It's it's uh, turning. You know, it, it was kind of a lost cause for many weeks on the House side. Larry's right that Democrats are probably within eight, according to the polls, if you believe them, um, eight seats away, but they're also hanging on to some seats that they could lose, you know, Democrats that could lose the seat uh, to, to the Republicans. So, you know, you're looking at a House that's really close if you look at the numbers, and um, either way, it's going to be a slim majority, it looks like. On the Senate side, Republicans are poised to pick up two, three, maybe even four seats which would be pretty significant in this uh, current environment. All right. He is Brett Baer, Fox News anchor, special report, 5 p.m. Chicago time during the week. The book, Three Days in Moscow, Ronald Reagan and the Fall of the Soviet Empire. Brett, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro